Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Ettinger, going solo for this one. It's got to be a, a, a shorter episode, I think. Nothing uh, too crazy here. But just wanted to, to jump on and talk about some things. Uh, and, you know, the place to, the, I really wanted to start today's show was with some of the highlights of the Brown season. Because a general life philosophy that I have, uh, that I always try to live by, is, hey, rem- like, when things are bad, you know, try to try to find the good. Like things are never as bad as they seem. And then when things are, you know, seem like they're going great, you know, kind of look out for for some of the stuff that might trip you up as well, right? Like I think, you know, in, in general, there's kind of, and I think this is a psychological philosophy somewhere that like we always think when things are going well, like they're going better than they are. And when they're going worse, we always think they're going worse than they are. Uh, and, and so that's what I want to do with the Brown season today is I feel like everybody would say, hey, yeah, the Brown season was a disappointment this year. But what about the good stuff? Because there was some good stuff that happened during this Brown season. I mean, they won eight games. Again, a few less than expected, but that's still one of their better marks over the last couple of years. And there was a, a bunch of cool storylines uh, that, that this team had this season that I really enjoyed. That I really had a lot of fun uh, watching this season. So I just wanted to share some of those with you. And then we'll talk about, um, you know, some of maybe my, my favorite plays and stuff too. And then, you know, teams I'm rooting for uh, in the playoffs. So to start to kick things off, I think, you know, my, I don't, I wouldn't say this is my favorite part about the season, but one of the huge bright spots for me was the Browns draft picks. Uh, draft picks often don't work out when I cover the Browns, you know, I covered, Corey Coleman, Deshaun Kaiser, like first and rounds, first round and second round picks are not givens. Cam Irving was another one. Like these, you know, these often don't work out, even for the very best teams, the Pats, the Steelers, whatever. You go look at their first round picks and like they just miss sometimes. The Browns' first two picks this year are awesome. JOK might be my favorite, uh, you know, defensive player to watch. And I know everybody's going to say, how can you not say Miles Garrett? And Garrett's awesome. But he's like, he does kind of the same thing, right? Like, he is a great pass rusher. He gets the sacks, whatever. Like, JOK is all over the field all the time. He's in the run plays. He's in pass coverage. He just does all sorts of, of different stuff that I think you have to respect, that you have to love. And, you know, for him to fall to the Browns in particular, I feel very blessed uh, about that. So that's one thing I would say uh, that really started. And, and selfishly, Greg Newsom, you know, went to my alma mater. Uh, but I also thought he had a great rookie season, uh, too. So to, to pair him with Denzel Ward, I mean, that's really cool. Uh, the, the Browns all of a sudden have a ton of Northwestern guys on the team, which is really cool. But uh, Greg Newsom also had a, had a great year, and and those people that have watched football with me this year will probably know that I don't shut up about him a whole lot either. Either, um, I think my favorite thing though, and this is probably where I should have started. My favorite thing about the season, and it has been for the last couple, watching Nick Chubb like that. It just doesn't get old. I love watching Nick Chubb. He has great vision. He breaks tackles all the time. He's involved in the pass game. He, you know, he runs with power. He runs with agility. Like I 
love watching Nick Chubb run the football. And our offensive line gets a great push and all of that. But, man, is it really fun to watch Nick Chubb run the football. And I was as I was going through the highlights today, you know, for some of my favorite plays and favorite games, I was just like, God, he's so cool. I love him so much. So, yeah, watching Nick Chubb was still a pleasure this season. You know, you can throw Garrett in there, too, as kind of like the Brown Stars of this team. But, you know, those players don't always come around, uh, and that's obvious to say. But in particular with the Browns, we have not had a lot of exciting skill players on the team. I know there's that, like, one season with Peyton Hillis. You know, but there hasn't been that guy, you know, that Josh Gordon comes to mind, too, as somebody who was electric, but like week in and week out, I'm like, okay, you know, no matter what happens in this game, like I'm going to be excited to watch this player. That's Nick Chubb for me. That's Nick Chubb for me. I absolutely love watching him play. I think the third thing I'd say is the comeback stories on this team. And I, you know, single out Malik McDowell to start. These stories are always really cool to me. Because especially, again, the more you spend time around the team, it does it, it does change your perspective covering a team, uh, even for, you know, the short periods of time that I did. Like, it, these guys are human beings. Like, Malik McDowell getting an NFL contract changes his life. This is a guy that was in jail. This was a guy that's life was going in the wrong direction. He's now on the Browns, redeeming himself. Uh, had, you know, a, a good season for the most part, up and down. But, like, you know, the, the money he is making it will ultimately change his life. And he has done, uh, you know, some uh, some impressive stuff to turn it around. So I th- – those things always warm my heart. They always will. Uh, so that was really cool. And then Grant Delpit and Grady Williams both. I mean, there were guys I spoke to last offseason that, you know, they said, you know, we're not going to say Grady Williams has done for his career, but you know, this is nerves in your shoulder. Like this kind of stuff doesn't get better. Uh, you know, the Grant Delpit tearing an Achilles, we all know how that's been perhaps a bigger death nail for athletes than the ACL at this point, or, or really any other injury across the board, except you know, some really serious hip injuries. And both those guys came back. They played really well this season. Uh, I thought Grant Delpit's evolution throughout the season was one of the the funnest things to watch as well, as far as, as how he progressed as a player. So, you know, the, the comeback stories across the board for this team, I thought were really impressive. And we'll hope, you know, one of those happens again next year in the form of the quarterback number six. So after that, uh, you know, David Njoku, I wrote down as, as his blossoming into what I, you know, I think is the top 10 tight end in the league and, and really, you know, maybe approaching that top five territory next season. Uh, again, you know, with the right quarterback, I think that's be feasible. I mean, this is a guy that his hands are still not amazing, but they've gotten way better throughout his time as a tight end. He has gotten much, much better as a pass or as a run blocker as well, allowing him to be on the field at all times. And he's just unleashed his athleticism on the league. I mean, this it, when he came into the league, he was an absolute freak. You stood next to him, 6'5". I think he's like 260 pounds. He is chiseled. Let me tell you, he is chiseled having seen him in person. Oh, my God. And now he's just wreaking havoc on the league. So that uh, I think we all knew that was in there to some degree. But when you take a guy who's that young, who's that raw – you know, potential is great and all, but it often does not come, you know, to fruition. It did for him. And the last thing I'd say is Jadavion Clowney becoming Miles 
Garrett's tag team partner, you know, for the pass rush. I think uh, I've at least thought about for years what that could look like, getting somebody competent on the other side of Garrett. And man, when both of them were cooking, like that Bears game when we were just destroying their offensive line, like the Vikings game, like those times, it's just, that is always, you know, really exciting to me when you're just like, they can't block us. It just, when you know that and you're like, they can't stop them. Always a, a great feeling as a fan. So that was really cool this year to see uh, as well. And I feel like you saw the Browns miss him a lot when he was out of there as well. I was going through some of my, you know, my top games of the season. This one was admittedly a little bit harder. The Bengals blowout, I think, has to be, you know, number one. You know, now knowing what that team is, it's even better. But just and so many fantastic plays from that game. The Denzel Ward pick six. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a bomb down the sidelines. It's the best the Browns played. You know, at the time, the circumstances coming out of the OBJ drama to, like, absolutely destroy a division opponent after that was really satisfying. That was the game I, I think I felt the best about. I wrote down Browns Broncos as number two because I just I remember after that game, like that feeling for Dearness Johnson, like the night he had, like all the Browns were down and out, uh, injuries, Case Keenum's got to play, whatever. And they were just like, we're going to hand it to Dearness Johnson. He's going to have a career night. I think the Browns can probably keep him next a season we'll get into that in the off season that the demand for running backs just like isn't that high everybody's like oh trade him for a pick or whatever like our team's really going to be giving up significant draft capital for Dearness Johnson maybe not despite what he's shown and I, I think he's shown that he could be a starter in the league but uh yeah I, I I like the idea of keeping him around if they can swing it uh you know cap wise uh and I and I think they will be able to actually uh with everything going on and it's funny, the, the third game I wrote down is actually a loss, but the game with the Chiefs, I, I put down it. The feeling I had going into that game, the the way Baker Mayfield played in that first half, um, the way, you know, even though they lost the game, ultimately, he came out of that saying, okay, we can hang with the Chiefs. We're right there. Uh, you know, some couple things go all right in a different situation. You know, we, we could beat that team. And you know, the Chiefs were up and down this season, but I think we we understand that's still the class of the AFC. I st- still think, and, and I know they're the odds on favor to win the AFC. So, uh, you know, that's a one piece that I think is really exciting. And I think that's what Browns fans are holding on to a bit with Baker. And I, and I don't think they're wrong for that. Like, Baker came out and was just slaying the ball all over the place in that game. And it's one game, so you never know. But... I, I I get it. I get hanging on to that because when it's right with Baker Mayfield, it looks really good. And again, as I was going through the highlights, like he just ripped throw after throw into tight windows in that game. And so if you want to hang on to that again, I'm not, you know, you know I've never said anything other than I, you know, as I said, I, I don't think it's going to work, but uh, that's because of his inconsistency, not because it's never been shown. We know over the last eight games of 2020, Baker's looked good. And we know this season prior to the injury, you know, he looked awesome in that Chiefs game. I'm not going to say he didn't because as I was going through the highlights today, some good throws. It was a good reminder of what this team could be like on offense when, when when all cylinders are clicking. I mean, the Chiefs could not stop the Browns in that game. Could not stop them at all. So 
favorite plays as I was just going, you know, trying to think off the top of my head, Nick Chubb's uh, long run versus the Chargers, his, his 70 yarder versus the Bengals, uh, the Hail Mary to TPJ. I know everybody forgets about that because the Browns ended up getting blown out in that game, but that was pretty sick. Uh, Denzel Ward's 96 yard pick six. Miles Garrett had this one sack versus the Vikings where he just shoved the tackle like straight back into another guy that was trying to double team him and then into Kirk Cousins. And oh, it was incredible. So those are some of just my my favorite uh, plays of the year, too. Let me know, you know, hit me up on Twitter uh, it, with your favorite plays, anything I'm missing, any other storylines that stood out to you guys as really positive from this Brown season. We're creating positive vibes going into next offseason. That's that's what we're doing here. Um, the last thing I just wanted, and, and this is uh, something I saw going around Twitter and I wanted to weigh in, is teams I'm rooting for in the playoffs. Uh, atop that list for me is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they have, you know, I, excluding Cleveland from the conversation, maybe my favorite fan base in the country. Otherwise, you know, Western New York, no, it's not the Midwest, but it's like kind of got the same vibes as Cleveland. They were a downtrodden franchise for so long. I love Josh Allen. I love the way they play football. I think they're well coached. Like that is the team. If I have to pull for one in the AFC that I am pulling for, they are extremely fun to watch too, I think. So yeah, Buffalo will be the team I'll, I'll be pulling for out of the AFC the most. And I, I don't hate Kansas city either by any means, but I've just always liked Buffalo a little bit more uh, in Casey's style of football, like not really relatable. Um, but the other one is for me, and I feel like this might be a hot take, the Bengals. Like, I like the Bengals. I, I don't, it feels like there's the, the Bengals split Browns fans into two really weird camps. Like, yeah, I get it. They're in our division, but I've always kind of thought like the Browns and the Bengals were in the same boat. Like, we're both kind of like the more downtrodden franchises of our division at this point, you know, over the last 20 years. Uh, you know, it's, I get it. Pittsburgh's closer than Cincinnati is, but I've always felt the Ohio bond a little bit more with Cincinnati as well, uh, where, you know, they're, they're the other team from Ohio. Joe Burrow's a quarterback from Ohio. How can you not root for him? Like that guy has got all the swag in the world. He's super fun. He's coming back from injury. Like I just don't have a lot of malice for the Bengals, which is, I feel like some Browns fans are like, no, how you can't root for the Bengals. Like, they're a division team. Like, ah, I know, like screw everybody in the AFC North. And I'm kind of like, I hate the Steelers more than anybody in the league. But, you know, the Ravens might be second for me. The Bengals, I kind of like, it's almost like pulling for like the teams in the big 10 that aren't Michigan. Like I'm, I'm down. I'm, I, I'm, I like the Bengals and I'm going to have no shame in, in rooting for them next out of the AFC. And especially because, oh my God, especially because they play the Raiders. You know, my friends asked this to me a couple months ago, and or maybe I just volunteered this information. I don't know. Maybe they didn't even ask. But the Raiders are my least favorite non-AFC North fan base in the league. They might honestly just straight up be my least favorite fan base in the league. I can't stand Raiders fans. Absolutely cannot stand them. Like, I, I'm pretty confident I interact with more fan bases uh, nationally than, than most Browns fans do just based off, uh, you know, my conversations with them guys Raiders fans are the absolute worst they are so insufferable in terms of their biases it's insane 
they think like the NFL has a conspiracy against them, like dating back to like the Al Davis days and like the NFL, like rigs it, doesn't want them to win. The refs are always against them. And like Cleveland fans do this every once in a while. Every fan base does this every once in a while, but like Raiders fans are so over the top about it. It's ridiculous. Like they legitimately believe conspiracy theories every single week that like this one holding call is the, you know, was the NFL like getting back at them for Al Davis. Like I absolutely can't stand it. They're so unrealistic about their team too. And they are so homerism, like fanboy loud up. If you can't tell, I have a lot of disdain for Rangers fans. Like I, I will be rooting against them more than I will be rooting for any team in, in the NFL this weekend. And I don't even like Derek Carr is like a little, you know, uh, tacky in my opinion, like, uh, but a lot of NFL quarterbacks are kind of like that publicly. So like, it's not even anything against him. Max Crosby works with blue wire. Now, like Max Crosby's awesome. I've spoken to him, you know, several times I've spoken to Darren Waller, the Raiders tight end several times. Those guys are both aw- the really cool. You know, they're, they're great guys. I have nothing against anybody on the team. I cannot stand Raiders fans though. Oh, holy shnikes. Like that team, that, that team can lose expeditiously as far as I'm concerned. Uh, on the NFC side of things, I, I really don't know who to root for. Uh, I guess by default, the 49ers, I think I like the most just because they're kind of Cleveland-esque in terms of the way they play. And I have interacted with George Kittle and his family. Uh, their, their charity was doing some work with Blue Wire and Greg Olson uh, back in 2020 as a part of uh, a podcast we did with Greg Olson. Um, George was honestly very limited in that. Uh, it was mostly actually his family that I interacted with more than him, but he is an awesome uh, individual as well. And I like Kyle Shanahan. Uh, and, and I think in general, that team plays in a mold pretty similar to the Browns. So I guess I would root for them. I, again, I, I don't really, that, that, that was kind of stretching for it, to be honest. The NFC, again, I'm rooting against pretty much everybody, I feel like. Can't stand Aaron Rodgers. The, the whole, like, too cool for school thing always pisses me off with anybody in life, and, and I feel like he acts like that all the time. Can't stand him uh, at all. Uh, you know, the, the Packers should be, you know, a good Midwestern team that I root for. I, I can't do it. Can't stand Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady, I've, I've had – I'm so sick of Tom Brady. Like, I don't even, like, hate Tom Brady. I'm just tired, man. Like, can you stop winning, please? McVeigh's kind of corny. Can't you know? Eagles fans also are you know probably a bottom five NFL fan base. So like they're just like aren't a lot of good options. Can't stand Kyler Murray or Cliff Kingsbury at all either. So I guess I'm rooting for the 49ers. <laughs> like that's how I got to. Oh the Cowboys. Oh the Cowboys. Like we enough to. Uh, we don't need to talk about them. Everybody knows uh, Cowboys fans too. So I I was just like I was looking at the NFC today and I was like I guess I'm rooting for the San Francisco 49ers. Huh. Didn't expect to come to that conclusion, but here I am. So that's what I'm going to do. But as I said, Bills Bills will be at the top of the food chain for me, then the Bengals, uh, and then mostly against the Raiders. So that's that's pretty much how, I, how I'm feeling. But anyway, that'll do it for the main part of this episode. Uh, as I said, short and sweet here, guys. Uh, just I'm honestly putting something out right now because I, I, I felt like talking about that, about who I wanted to root for in the playoffs, and I want to hear who you guys are rooting for, like the interaction – uh, with you guys has been my favorite part of the last you know month or two of this season. So please keep it up. Thank you. Shout out to everybody as well. You know, a handful of you reached out wanting to be a part of the Discord. 
thank you. That's awesome. We should do it. I'm going to get to it eventually here. Give me a little bit of time. Uh, I do actually enjoy having uh, a little bit of a break in the off season. So give me a couple of weeks, but anybody who's reached out, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will get that going. Uh, and, and I don't want to, and I guess I, I came off a little bit wrong last time as far as, you know, making it exclusive. I just don't want people to like be in there, like yelling, be in their name calling, whatever. Like I'm all for arguing about the Browns. I'm all for a debate, whatever. It's just like the, sometimes you go in like the Twitter, like, comments and you're like all right like that stuff is out of bounds um i'm not gonna make it uh paid for now uh so you know get in uh before we ever consider doing something like that it's just not really uh i think where we want to take this right now i just want to get in there and talk about browns i want to talk about free agents i want to talk about the draft so bummer jameson williams towards the acl I think he would have been a great fit for the Browns and maybe he still will be, but I think it's a lot less likely that he gets taken at 13 now, at least by the Browns. So uh, we'll, we'll get into all that draft talk and stuff later on. But yeah, as I said, appreciate anybody that's reached out so far. If you haven't reached out, please DM me. And then also let me know who you're pulling for in the playoffs and any uh, favorite Browns moments you've had this season. You guys have been awesome. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Jordan will be back on the podcast eventually, but we're also going to add in some guests. Uh, I think Brad Ward's going to come on next week. Jake Burns is going to come on. He wrote an awesome article about Baker Mayfield this season and what went wrong for him. Go read it. You can't read all of his stuff sometimes on Orange and Brown Report. This one is a free uh, article. You don't have to subscribe. Go read Jake Burns' piece on Baker Mayfield. You will get smarter about football. We're going to have him on to recap the season as well here. Uh, I, I already know Brad's penciled in for next week. We'll have draft people on. We'll have free agency talk, all that, and more coming, Browns fans. So, you know, enjoy this little break uh, from Browns football. Uh, hopefully you, you can watch the playoffs and just enjoy, uh, you know, NFL playoff football for what it is because it's awesome stuff, even though the Browns aren't in it. And hopefully we will be next year. So, Browns fans, we'll, uh, we'll talk more soon, but until then, two words for you. Go Browns.